Welcome to another episode of Things That Matter. My name is Josh Taransky. This is Pastor Brian Broderson of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. It's great to be with you. I don't know if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, but somehow you're tuning in and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment below or whatever way you comment on whatever platform you're watching on. It is a blessing to have you out there in the audience and we would love to hear from you. Today, we're going to talk about the decrease in the influence of Christians within culture. There was a... Uh, good, good. Was good that, way to was that laid out there? Well? It. Yeah, you did okay. that well. So in 2014, Barna did a study, and one of the things that he found within just seven years was that uh, over 6% of the U.S. population would identify themselves, or there was an increase of 6% of the nuns. So um, there was a jump in those who affiliated with that category of look, I don't, I'm atheist, agnostic, whatever. Yeah. And so with that, there's this, you know, new sense that, wow, Christianity has less and less of an influence culturally. Yeah. So you're a pastor, you've been a pastor for many, many years. Yeah. And uh, what do you say to these things? Well, I, I've always thought that the statistics were ridiculous. When you hear like 70% of America are Christians, you're like, yeah, what America are you talking about? Not the one I'm living in. <laughs> you know, that's a joke. So, but... But of course, what it is, it's people who identify with a Christian denomination, you know. Yeah. But look, uh, you know, most people that do that are, are not actual Christians in the biblical sense. So these statistics don't really concern me, honestly. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it, from the beginning of, of the, the country's foundation, uh, there was obviously a Judeo-Christian influence on the culture in certain areas for sure. Uh, and yes, yeah, some of that is certainly slipping. Some of that is changing with the, uh, you know, more liberal political agenda, the so-called progressives, um, you know, fighting against kind of the traditional views of, of family and sexuality and so forth, which um, all of them are, are connected back to the Judeo-Christian uh, worldview on things. But um, as far as you know, but I don't know that that ever did anything to bring anybody to Christ in the first place. Right. You know, when I when I first became a Christian, and a few years later, you know, I became a Christian in the the mid to late seventies, and then in the eighties, we went into the Reagan era, and Reagan really did make America great. Mm. He he did, and uh, you know, there was a, a restoration of conservatism. And then suddenly, you know, there was the rise of the moral majority and so forth. And suddenly you started hearing this, that, you know, America is a Christian nation. Um, I don't remember ever hearing that before that time. And I certainly never thought that. I mean, you know, growing up in my America with, with my immediate family, um, you know, my, my family was Catholic, but that didn't really translate into anything mm. ultra-spiritual. <laughs> you know, we were... Uh, partying and raising heck and doing everything just like everybody else was. So, so when I started to hear this thing, like, you know, this is a Christian country and so forth, I thought, wow, I, I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I, I didn't realize So that the people that are responding to Barna on this study, they're feeling a new freedom to be more honest. Yeah, to just say, you know, I, you know, maybe I was baptized as a kid or whatever, but that doesn't, yeah. you know, no, I don't, I don't embrace that. Yeah. 
So, so again, to me, I'm, I'm not really concerned about those statistics because what we want to see is people genuinely come to faith in Christ. And, and that's always going to be somewhat of a, a minority. Yeah. Um, the Bible tells us that we're going to be a minority. Um, influence. Well, again, like I said, you know, what kind of influence are we talking about? If you're talking about institutional influence, yeah, Christianity is, is not influencing institutionally maybe, but I don't know that it ever did yeah. in, in a really biblical kind of a way. So the influence that we want to have is, a, is an influence on people's lives individually who then can impact their world, their uh, business, their profession. Um, and, and, you know, that might very well be uh, somebody in uh, a political position or somebody in a, a position of uh, law enforcement or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah but, the, but the influence has to really be an influence for Christ, not just for some traditional sort of Christianity, yeah. Christendom. Yeah. Know. So there are people that are watching Christians being pushed more and more out of the public square. Yeah. yeah. And um, Christians have, are more being mocked more in media yeah. and having having less of a voice. It's yeah. almost like if you say you're a Christian, it yeah. almost undercuts your credibility yeah. than adds to your credibility. Yeah. But there are some mistakes that people make in response to that. Yeah. Um, what, what would you say and, are some and, of the dangers? Well, first of all, I think that that's kind of overstated. I mm. think that, you know... Um, I think there's still plenty of Christians that have a voice in the culture and they're, um, and, and yes, there's more ridicule than there has been in the past. There's more freedom on the part of people to just come right out and, um, openly, uh, mock, uh, Christianity that, that is true. But, but I don't know that, that just because that's true, that it doesn't mean that Christians aren't able to have a voice in the mm. culture. I, I still think Christians do have a voice in the culture. And I think that, um, you know, again, maybe in some ways it's even a better voice because it's it's disassociating from the institutionalized version of it. And it's just getting back to a real, you know, personal gospel-centered message yeah. around the person of Jesus. And that helps to clear up a lot of the misconceptions that have come when you kind of you know, you tie the church to the state in any way, shape, or form, you you dilute it. You me you mess up the message. Yeah. So, you know, so I hear, of course, you know, I have a background in ministry in Europe. I lived in Europe. And one of the big things that I've always heard is like, oh, Europe is post-Christian. All of those cathedrals are empty. Right. Nobody goes to church anymore. Granted, the cathedrals, for the most part, are empty. Yes, they are. They're kind of museums now. But you know what? There's all kinds of industrial uh, buildings that are full of people worshiping Jesus. So just because the the um, mainline denominations of maybe let's say Lutheranism or uh, you know the Reformed churches of Europe or or the, even the Anglican Church, just because you have maybe a majority of of Anglicans no longer attending church or the Anglican churches are are empty, um, there's plenty of Christians in these places you know they're just not meeting in those locations and they're not they're not their christianity isn't under that uh traditional denominational banner yeah so i, th I think that's the mistake to look at the mainline denominations and to judge christianity by the demise of those mainline mm. denominations mm. because as they have uh diminished in their um effectiveness over the years because of course they to a large degree, departed from a biblical truth. 
um, God's just moved into different areas and he's working in different places. Yes. So what you're essentially saying is don't buy the hype and get discouraged from doing ministry yeah. or speaking out or yeah. being a witness for Christ. Yeah. I, because, you know, I, you know, you read stuff all the time. And of course, if you're on social media, you read all kinds of crazy things about what's going on. Um, but, you know, to a large degree, I see that God is, you know, God opens doors. And, we, you know, we've got all kinds of ministry going on in places where, where people say, oh, Christians can't do that anymore. Right. Christians can't go there anymore. Christians can't say that anymore. Well, I know a bunch of Christians that are just doing all the stuff that people say they aren't or can't do. Yeah. So I, to me, it's like, okay, these stats might be, you know, they might be interesting to some extent, but let's not, let's not let them govern right. what we do. Yeah. Oh, I mean, because his stats is that 78% of, of the U.S. Uh, identifies at, as a Christian in some way or another. Yeah. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I mean, you know, no way ever. I mean, you know, that's a ridiculous statistic. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's nominal Christianity that they're identifying with, which is nominal Christianity has always been the problem throughout all of history. Yeah. You know, when people talk about the Crusades and all of that stuff, well, if there was any Christianity involved in it, it was a nominal Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was something on the surface that was more political. It never really penetrated the heart. Yeah. It certainly never did what Jesus said to do. It wasn't yeah. about the gospel. Well, I think this is really important because, um, and I think it matters because, um, of course, because you, we only talk about things. That that's matter. right. But if you are on social media and you do buy into the hype, then the knee jerk reaction is maybe even to shout louder, you know, yeah. to try to get your voice out there. Yeah. But if, if you operate from a position of, no, this is just hype. God, yeah. There are open doors that exist there. Yeah. Then you can, you can kind of relax yeah. and just walk through the doors culturally that God opens up for yeah. you. Yeah, you, you have to do that. And you have to realize that the context of the New Testament is opposition, uh, persecution. That's just, that's, that was the normal mm -hmm. experience for the apostolic church. And so when, when those things start to maybe, you know, become more of an issue for us, instead of you know, sort of whining about it. We just need to say, like, well, of course, what, what, what else would we expect? This is right. what the Bible tells us to expect the entire time. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus said, if if the, you know, if they have received me, they'll receive you. If they've rejected me, they'll reject you. So it's this is nothing new. Mm. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Things That Matter. We'd love to hear from you. You can tweet us. You can comment on Facebook where you're watching this. Also, leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, we will read those. And if you have questions, you can post those as well. Again, my name is Josh Taransky. This is Pastor Brian Broderson. We appreciate you tuning in today. God bless.